0: Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your Dharma and your most chakra aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I am your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we have such a lovely guest. Her name is Amy White. She is an intuitive medium, channel, and truth bomb dropper. Let me tell you, her mission is to help individuals heal the past, discover their personal truths, and thrive. She does one-on-one channeling readings, intuitive coaching, digital courses, public talk, all of the amazing things. And she channels like just this deeper understanding of the beliefs that are blocking us from our most authentic lives and then shows us what we need to heal. And I had such an amazing reading with Amy, so many aha moments. It was so powerful, so on point. And we just had so many breakthroughs and confirmations and self-confronting aha moments (laughs) that led to so much growth for me. And I'm so happy to get to share her magic with you all
1: today. So welcome to the show, Amy. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yay, excited to have you. So what are you most excited about today?
1: Oh my gosh, I am most excited about the expansive energy that is here right now on the planet. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great, it's paradox, right? Because there's this contracting and expanding happening at the same time. And yet below the surface for me personally, and what I'm seeing with my clients is this, this, this evolution that's happening this this new like almost like stepping out of old skin and into the new yes. um and i'm seeing it in my own journey as well it's just it's super exciting it's delicious
0: it is and i feel like the new moon which was yesterday really Shown Sean, shown light on that um, yeah. for me as well, and like so many things came to an end for me in the last few weeks, and it was kind of yesterday was kind of the last thing, and it's like ooh, like new beginning.
1: Yeah, I love. Yeah, it. and it's powerful. It's a powerful new beginning because it was conjunct to Black Moon Lilith, ooh. which is the wild divine one that lives within all of us, whether we're male or female and gender. And the awakening of this wild one is part of that evolutionary energy that's here right now.
0: Yay. And we're going to dive a lot deeper into that today, which we're excited about. So today I'm super excited. Um, and speaking of wild, I mean, this is kind of related. I'm creating like a garden sanctuary on my patio, and I'm actually going to have plants and beautiful like trees and herbs and mm. it's going to be amazing. We kind of like, we didn't know how long we were going to be living here. We've decided to stay for a while. Um And yeah, we're really planting roots. Like that's kind of how it feels for me right now. Like we're, we're bunkering down. And oh like,
1: wow. my gosh. That is so wonderful. And yeah. as soon as you said that, what I saw in kind of in light of what we're talking about is make sure that you set a little bit aside for, Wildflower seeds, just to see what grows. See what grows.
0: Ooh, love. I mean, that's yes. the story of my life. Don't try and control every final flower. <laughs> see what grows. <laughs> exactly. oh, love it. Okay, so let's do a chakra shout out. I'm gonna shout out Gloria Latham. She is like a kundalini goddess, mm. and I. I'm currently completing one of her programs, which is like a six day kundalini immersion, where you do like a 90 minute practice every day for six days. And then you do a 40 day meditation after that. And in that 40 days, you're doing kundalini as well. Um, Not every day. Thank goodness. It's really fucking hard. So, (laughs) Um, so, um, so yeah, the, have you done much kundalini?
1: I have done some, not much. Yeah.
0: There's this one Kriya called Sodarshan Chakra Kriya. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of like holding your breath and pumping your stomach. And it's like, it's quite difficult. Um, But I'm doing that for 40 days and I'm just shocked at how, much ease is is happening for me now when I do this practice. So um so yeah it's it's been interesting to watch the evolution. I'm on like day 13 or something and it's already wow. so easier. So yes, yes. loving it. So you guys make sure to check out Gloria Latham. She calls herself the black sheep of Kundalini because she doesn't like follow the rules. She doesn't wear like the white outfit. She's just like, no kundalini's for everyone. We don't need to be so rigid and that's the vibe that I love. So Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yes. Who would you, who,
1: or what would you like to shout out today? You know, I'm, I'm going to shout out Elizabeth Gilbert. And the reason why is that all of a sudden off my bookshelf the other day, big magic fell, like literally Uh fell. And I had read it a while ago. I've actually read it a bunch of times. And it was like this moment of Girlfriend, come back and revisit this because the big magic, the creativity, all of this energy that we're talking about right now is it's like there, you know, in very easy digestible terms that it's like those moments where you realize like, oh, it's so simple that I completely forgot how simple it can be.
0: Yes. So she and another lady whose name is slipping my mind right now, they are actually creating something right
1: now, some kind of course about like the great awakening. Yeah. I I just saw something about that and I can't think of the person. Oh my
0: gosh. She's so amazing. I'm actually going to link you guys in the show notes to a video that I watched where she very like simply breaks down like what the great awakening is and how she kind of, um, she like puts all these sugar cubes, like in a bowl and stacks them into a pyramid and she talks about how like before you know at the, you know what how our world has been running is like there've been these people at the top of the pyramid that are like controlling everything um but if we look at the base of the pyramid that's where the majority of the people are Um, And then what she did was she like poured the water into the bowl and then the sugar cubes started to crumble and what she was showing and they started to like the structure fell down. And so what she was kind of representing was that um, the more um, we kind of spread love and, you know, spread the awakening down at this lower level (laughs) that we're at, um, then that's where the change happens it doesn't happen necessarily from taking them down from the top it happens from our own personal healing and growth and it was just so i i wish i could remember her name but i'll i'll link you guys in the show
1: notes to that video have
0: you seen it amy do you know what i'm talking about
1: i i have i have not seen it but i was just um oh like overhearing a conversation about that in another group that i was in okay. um so yes and i love the whole concept of that so yeah. much because and that that's exactly the the work and the guidance that I've been being given as far as how do we kind of start to uh, create our foundations each individually in this mm-hmm. in this new uh, consciousness that's awakening right now.
0: And we're still in sync because this is what I've been talking about too. And then when I saw that you said that this is what you wanted to talk about today, I was like, Yay! This is exactly <laughs> what's coming through for me too. So, so- uh, yeah. Before we dive into all that goodness, um, we are going to do some quick slumber
1: party, rapid fire questions. What is your morning ritual? My morning ritual is um, that um, I have about a, maybe a 10 minute practice I start every day with, and then it kind of goes from there. But the first thing that I do is I take five to seven deep breaths. As soon as I start to come into conscious awareness that I'm back to awake state, Mm -hmm. and without any intention, but to just connect into my physical body. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm done with that and I'm ready to roll out of bed, because I like to kind of get right up and get my body moving. But right before I do that, I, I place my feet on the floor and I connect my feet to the floor and really intentionally like dropping a pin. I am here. And, and to me again it's this it's this aspect of coming into my physical body as the vehicle for the spiritual process that i have for the whole day mm. and then as soon as i'm you know kind of feel like i'm really grounded and centered and present in the moment i set an intention for the day and that intention is not like something necessarily material that I want to see happen, but more, what is the feeling that I want to carry through my day? So it might be today. I want to be even more aware of all of the delicious experiences around me, mm-hmm. or today I want to make sure that, that I, I have that feeling of pause, mm-hmm. that feeling of respite, even if my calendar is back to back to back to know that I can intentionally set these little pauses to mm-hmm. reset during the day. So something like that. Um, and then after I get my coffee and I come back to bed and then I, I tend to do some meditation, some journaling, it really then just whatever my soul is kind of craving in that moment.
0: Yes. Love the intuitive practice. Yeah. So lovely. What is your favorite crystal of the moment?
1: My favorite crystal of the moment is the rose quartz. Mm. Um, it is because it is so heart opening, but not only for me, but it, it, it also radiates out into the world. And I think right now we need more of that energy around us.
0: Yes. We need
1: the love for sure. Um,
0: Okay. What is your sun, your moon and your rising?
1: Ooh, I am a Scorpio with a Taurus moon and Leo rising. Oh, I'm also Leo rising. Ooh, now the surprise! <laughs> <laughs> and surprisingly, or not surprisingly, the conjunction, the Black Moon Lilith conjunction, was on the exact degree of my Taurus Moon this uh, yesterday. So interesting, ooh, big, what does big, that mean big for you. Well, it is. It all ties into the awakening of the mm. Wild One that uh, I was talking about a little bit ago. Yeah. Okay, exciting. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I want to know about your personal spiritual awakening and when you decided to make this your
1: life's work. Oh, wow. Th- those are two really great questions. And they're kind of separate, separate. My big spiritual awakening was um, back in my late 20s. I was a single mom of two very small children. And, um, I felt a little bit like my life had gone off the rails. I was trying to hold it all together. I was working full-time in a corporate job. Um, and, uh, I laid in bed one night and I called out to the universe, anything, anything or anyone that was listening. And I said, what, what do I need to do to come back, to get back on track? And I heard so clearly, you need to learn to love yourself. And I was like, oh, there was that love again, self-love again. <laughs> but but what I began to understand as it unfolded slowly, slowly, slowly was this not just self-love in the way that maybe we, we know it from a, a commercial <laughs> perspective, yeah. but really this coming home to the who I am at my soul. And it's been this process of years of decades of, of coming closer and closer and more and more in touch with that, um, that aspect of who I am.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it wasn't until um, probably 10 years after that moment that I took a huge leap of faith from uh, the corporate job that I was working. I was in this, I was a C-level leader of a Of a pretty good sized company on the East Coast and uh, of the US. And um, I knew that it was time for me to make a huge shift, that my soul was actually dying in that position, even though I had for years been purposefully climbing the ladder rung by rung by rung. And then I got to the top of the ladder and I looked around and I realized that my ladder was against the wrong wall. Mm. And I didn't know what I was really being called to do at the time. I was still in this place of knowing I was intuitive and knowing that these gifts were available to me, but in a lot of resistance to them. Mm. Um, but I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I needed to leave. And, and I literally gave a two weeks notice with no job lined up, no safety net. And then over the course of about six months, my entire trajectory changed and this space for me to be doing this work really opened up
0: wow and so yeah. you really like so you had kids as well when you made this decision I did,
1: I um, did. yeah
0: so how you said that you knew that you were intuitive how, when did that kind of come into play
1: you know it, it's a really interesting question because there isn't like a point in time where I realized I was intuitive. I think there was a point in time where I realized that there was something that wasn't quite right, quote unquote, with me, even early in my childhood, my family of origin um, would give me messages or, or communicate with me things about how it wasn't okay to communicate with God. If I wasn't going through the church or I wasn't Mm -hmm. following protocol or, you know, if I did this, if I was communicating with the other side in any way that somehow I was bringing or opening the gate for bad to come into my family. Mm -hmm. And so from a very young age, I remember thinking, well, this is a huge responsibility to take on, to be who I was in the world and to, and to have that be risky for the people that I loved. Mm -hmm. And so I I shut that part of me down for a really long time Mm -hmm. and not only shut it down, I resisted anything that, that, smelled, looked or tasted like intuition. Um, and even in my corporate role, I prided myself on having really good instinct, good gut sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew things that I didn't know how I knew, but it was just because I was so smart. (laughs) I was so smart and so good at my job. Um, and it wasn't until kind of that whole, that timing where I laid in bed and I was like, all right, I need some help here. When I heard, you know, the voice of my inner being, my inner wisdom say, you know, girl, you need to learn to love yourself. Mm-hmm. It was really the invitation for me to say, okay, I know, I know that I know things that I don't know how I know, but I really want to know how I do. Yeah, and I, w- I want to be, I want this to be part of who I am because it's such a big part of who I am.
0: Mm. Yeah. And then there was just a big homecoming and then you started just, did you, did you feel like you needed to take any like intuitive courses or like what were the kind of like next steps like okay I left my job now I'm like gonna make a life out of these skills that I have where did you go from there
1: So yes, yes, I, I wanted to take courses and I did work with some spiritual teachers along Mm -hmm. the way, but it was really kind of this interesting dynamic where every time I signed up for a course or every time I found a teacher that I thought would be a good match for me, something would fall apart. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking my guidance, you know, at one point, like what is happening? And they were like, you need to, you need to learn this your way. Yeah. not someone else's way, but your way. And so it was like, it really was this, this challenge for me to figure out like, okay, where do I even go then? Like, how do I explore this if I have no roadmap?
0: Right.
1: And, um and it was really, it was, it was probably one of the most challenging and uh, enlivening uh, experiences, you know, each time that I started to discover these things about myself. Now I will say that when I started, when I left my corporate job and I started my business, I, I focused more on coaching. So mm-hmm. I was doing life coaching, business coaching, and even though I had been doing that as a side hustle to my corporate job for about a decade before I left my um, before I left my role, I I was using intuition in my coaching, yeah. but I never told my clients. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after I launched into this this coaching practice full time, I was meeting with one of my longer term clients and I had said just kind of randomly, you know, that I had pulled a Tarot reading for her before the session, which is, I did often just to kind of put myself in a good space before I worked with my clients. And so she said, well, what did, what did it say? And so I gave her this mini Tarot reading. And she said these, this sentence that forever changed my life. She said, why are you not doing this work? Mm -hmm. And I was like, boom, like talk about a truth bomb. Like she, she dropped a truth bomb on me that I didn't see coming. And it was in that moment that I was like, you know what, this is, I've been fighting this, but this is really what I'm being called to do. And I knew it with every cell in my body.
0: Mm -hmm. I find that that happens a lot with people who are coaches or, um, anyone that's really like helping someone and like working in a deep way with someone. It's like, that really helps people fine tune their intuitive skills without even realizing it.
1: Yeah. And I, and I, like I said, I did realize it, but I was, I mean, I'll, I'll be really transparent. I was afraid. I was afraid to say it out loud I was afraid to show that part of me I mean here I had come off of this career a very successful career where I was super Mm left-brained you know it was very linear I was I came from I was an engineer from by degree so I I had this whole very intellectual side of me and that's how people knew me so Mm -hmm. it was not just kind of coming out um In the world in a different way but it was like what will people think like how will i be received like how will my family receive it but it's like that that quote and i never get it completely right but it's too painful to remain a bud the flower blooms idea right and i knew at that moment that i could not stay in this bud any longer that it was time for me to really bloom into the the more of the truth of who i am the more authentic part of who i was that i was you know, masking behind all of what I thought, who I thought I was supposed to be.
0: And thank goodness you did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like on that note, we all have this deep purpose in some way. Um, do you actually have a question on that? Do you believe that people who are guided to this work, people who are listening to this podcast, you know, following all the psychics online, you know, following all the spiritual gurus and really drawn to this kind of like deeper practice. I personally feel like they have a purpose in this field in some way, otherwise they wouldn't be called to it. And then there's some people who are like, well, some people's purpose is to be a garbage man and that's okay too. Like what's your kind of
1: view on purpose? Yeah, well, I think two things. I think that we come into this life experience with, with multiple purposes. Yeah. Um, I think that our primary purpose for being here in Earth School is to evolve,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and evolution comes in all kinds of different, you know, sizes, shapes, and forms. And yes, yeah, some of us—well, even step back—all of us come here wired to have the connection to our inner wisdom, mm-hmm. and and these gifts are not gifts just for the few that. That are, or, you know, we're somehow ordained to to carry them into the world. I think we all have connection, and I think part of our purpose is to come home to ourselves and to recognize those gifts. Mm -hmm. And that, and that connection to our inner wisdom. And I do believe that people are here, have been called here in this time, in this space to be on this planet as healers and teachers, but that it, I don't, I don't feel, and I haven't been shown in the work that I'm doing, that each person who's here on the planet is being called to be out in the world, doing this work as their work. Totally. Totally. Yeah. One of the things that, that actually this has just come up in my own personal practice and it's come up with my clients too, over the last month or so is this idea that everything that we do as humans is spiritual. Mm -hmm. And if, 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 if we're a garbage man, for example, and it are, we are in our most aliveness that, that we feel so connected to what we're doing and how we show up and how we influence the world from that place, then, then we are, we are serving our purpose
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah. and and so i think that very often and again just my sense is the very often work where we feel compelled by this shooting all over ourselves that mm-hmm. we all do that says well i have this gift i should use it well right. i have this gift so i should you know i should be out in the world in a different way or i should find a way to do this as as my business and, and for some, you know, I think the call is so deep. Like for me, I, I couldn't not answer the phone. It was ringing off the hook. Mm-hmm. But for others, it may be that the way that they interact in their life from a day-to-day perspective is this has the same energetic resonance mm-hmm. and provides the same ripple of vibration and healing out to the world. It doesn't have to necessarily be in a purposeful you know, that purposeful type of, of work or uh, practice in the world, if that makes sense. Yes, definitely.
0: So we spoke a little bit about the awakening and what's going on collectively. Um, how can we like anchor into what our purpose is on this journey? If someone's kind of like, am I doing the right thing? Am I not? Like, where can we kind of start in, in finding what our role is in this transition right now?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because I think part of what's happening right now in this transition is that many of us collectively are in a space that the Buddhists call the bardo, right? The bardo being the space between lifetimes, but also we're in the space between who we once were and who we are, are evolving into. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel that this is both individual and, and a collective space. So there is this, this kind of interesting dynamic right now where we're not necessarily supposed to know fully where, where we're being called to, but what we are being invited to do is to take it step by step by step, bite by bite. One of the things and why it's so important when I shared with you my morning ritual, why it's so important for me and in the work I teach this um, to come into the physical body is because our physical body, when we're connected into the, the vehicle, the physical aspect of ourselves, it is the biggest antenna that we have for connection into our inner wisdom, to our source, to universal consciousness. And so- when we can tune into our body we can use our body to help us discern is this next step my right next step mm-hmm. is this decision in my highest good the thing about our path is that you know the way that the greater consciousness which is the energy being that i channel the, who calls them, who calls themselves really the infinite wisdom the connection into the infinite wisdom the way that they show our paths, our journey right now as a collective and also individually is that it's like we're building a bridge step by step by step. And as we take a step, that part of the bridge forms around us. We don't necessarily know where the bridge is leading. We have desires and longings and dreams and visions and that's all really powerful. But right now we are being invited to step, let the bridge form around us, look around, discern, sense into, feel into, is this, how does this feel to me? Does this feel like my truth? Is this my truth? And one of the things that I teach a real simple practice is this idea of, of using our bodies is that indicator, as I was saying, by coming into just a a moment or two of groundedness. So I, I like to tell people just connect your feet to the floor, you know, really feel connected and present in the moment and then tell yourself a lie or an untruth, you know, and something big and bold that your brain can't get in the, involved with and, and, and convince you otherwise. Right. So it has to be like, for me, I'll just say, my name is George. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's like my brain can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sit and I, and I let my body show me where untruth sits in my body. And for me, like my gut um, tightens, my tongue buzzes a little bit. Sometimes I'll get a pain between my shoulder blades and, and, and I start, I can start to put that into practice. And then on the, on the flip side, I'll, I'll do it again, telling myself a truth. And I see how truth shows up in my body. Mm -hmm. And when we're able to do that, then it's like we get led step-by-step, is this my truth? oh, this is for me because I feel my shoulders drop. I feel my lungs expand. And I know that my body is telling me this is truth, Mm. you know, or on the other side of it, I feel my gut tense. And this is not gut tense, like anxiety, right? And that's where it's really important to come into contact with our bodies and see how it tells us. But it, it then becomes this It really becomes for each one of us right now, and this is and and I'll just qualify this by saying this is different than the messaging that we've been hearing over the last several years, as far as like how do we find our purpose. Right. But we're in a different time. You know, this is a time of evolution, and we're all kind of both in this desert landscape, (laughs) you know, and in this space of like blank canvas at the same time. And so the ways that we did it before. Aren't necessarily going to get us where we want to go now. Yeah. Or next. Right.
0: Yeah. And that kind of like not knowing of where the, the bridge is going can be scary. And there's like a lot of people saying, like, it's things on earth are gonna get worse before they get better. So how can we like get out of that fear of what's coming next? Like even if we have full hope that, you know, at the end light will win and, you know, everything's, you know, we're evolving and it's all good. Like there's this kind of like rumbling of this, like darkness um, or this kind of like, for lack of a better word, like battle between light and dark, you know, how do we get out of the fear of that? And yeah, I mean, how do we get out of of that? Well, (laughs) yeah. Okay. So let's have a quick and every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life so go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra
1: girl at checkout that's a, I mean that's a great question i i think to, you know two things first is that i don't know that we have to get out of the fear because when we're pushing against anything we're we're creating space for more of it to show up in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost this idea of how do we welcome the fear in and acknowledge it? Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty freaking fearful right now. Like if we were only to look externally, you know, a, a lot of us could come up with a, with the formulation that our reality is the world is burning down. Right, But see, there's the, you know, that's also the paradox that we can bring that fear in that anxiety in, and we can say, okay, but I can focus my attention on the things in my life that are not fearful on the places in my life that things are really working out for me. Mm -hmm. And, and as we start to shift our focus towards those things that bring us joy, bring us play, Bring us excitement, help us to feel that aliveness, which is here right now for all of us. The fear, the anxiety, that reality of the world burning down, it doesn't necessarily go away, but it, it will, it will be muted. Mm-hmm. It will be quieter. Because the more we can turn to those things that really do bring us joy, and this is not about denying anything, and that's why I say we don't need it to go away we can bring it in. And I like to uh, use the example of a a dinner table. Like if you're gonna have a dinner party, picture a round dinner table as opposed to a rectangle one. And you invite all of it, all of the parties to the table, right? So fear can sit next to love, can sit next to joy, can sit next to anxiety, can sit next to grief. And all, you know, all around the table. And the beautiful thing about a round table is there's no head of the table. So Mm -hmm. everyone is just there, you know, part of the experience. And I think when we can get to that place and it's not an absolute, it's like we, it's a practice of keep bringing ourselves back there. Mm -hmm. It it allows us to create the reality that we want to see, Mm -hmm. you know, a great example is the last, you know, the last year or so there are many people, and there's no judgment here. When I say this, there are many people who look at 2020 as the worst year that they've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Like they're all of the all of the news and the numbers and the and the things that happened and all of this external noise that's been spinning around. And then there are those that had one of the most magical years of their lives: mm-hmm. expansion, new beginnings, things that, that would not have ever happened had the pandemic Um, not disrupted the world the way that it did. Mm -hmm. And both realities are happening at the same moment Mm -hmm. and and neither changes the other, but how do we want to feel? Can we look at the expansion? Can we look at the possibilities and opportunities that are here for us right now? Because there's nothing external to wait for. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, we don't have to wait for some period of time where the pandemic ends and life begins again. Because one of the things that, it is a reality uh, is that before COVID there was something else and there was something else. And there was something else that, that was that the created instability in our lives
0: mm-hmm. and
1: post COVID there will be as well, because that's the flow, the ebb and flow of this world that we live in. So right. how do we find that security, that joy, that peace, that excitement and aliveness within us, regardless of what's happening outside of us, that's the key. Yes.
0: So how do we fit shadow work into this without going into like, okay, now I'm an avoidance and I'm only focusing on the good stuff. Um, How do we fit like our own kind of like shadow work into this place and still, you know, keeping on that higher vibration and trusting?
1: Yeah. Well, I I think that's exactly, I mean, it, that exactly ties into what I was just talking about, right? W- the shadow comes up yeah, and it doesn't have to be a battle of light and dark, right? The shadow comes up and we make a space at the table mm-hmm. and we say, oh boy, man, that, that triggered me. There's something here for me that, that I'm in, being invited to look at, or it wouldn't right. be here. Right. And so it's like, I'll give you an example from my own experience. Um, I have been, I have felt triggered over the last few weeks with, uh, with a course that I took around um, women's embodiment, right. And how to connect into that divine wild one through movement and the facilitator during a share cut me off in a very vulnerable share and what came up for me was this little, like this little girl, part of me that was like, well, fine, then, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to shut down and and this is stupid. And, you know, like all of that. Yeah. And so I, I didn't deny her, you know, I literally, literally like invited her to the table and I'm like, well, wow, you've got some things to tell me, mm-hmm. you know? And so how do I do this? Not with the judging. There's no beating myself into submission. Like, oh, I should have known this before and I shouldn't let this bother me, but, there's something here that's really juicy for me to understand about myself. Come mm-hmm. onto the table, share your story along with everyone else. And then, and then I allow myself to integrate it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And she'll keep coming back as and, uh, giving me the opportunity to integrate that particular trigger or shadow of mine. And I think for when we can do it with that kind of loving sense, it's not about denying any part of us it's the way that the greater consciousness really describes us right now in this time and space is that as, as part of our evolution, we are learning to what they're calling to, to be the balance point they're calling it. Mm -hmm. So they're saying, how do you hold the human experience and the soul experience in the same moment and be whole in both? Mm -hmm. So not denying any aspect of ourselves not trying to only transcend the human experience to some enlightened place or experience, but to say, how do I bring that enlightenment that's happening, the evolution that's happening at the soul level in with what's happening at the human level? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. We picked this time and space to come to to be human. Like we're all many of us here in this on this planet at this time have been through many many lifetimes and dimensions and you know realms of experience being souls. But we're really here to learn how to be human and to bring in that soul experience into that one wholeness. Mm.
0: Love, love, love. I've been talking about that so much too. And just kind of like the roles that we play in this awakening. And I've kind of like, there's almost like these like archetypes that we kind of can bounce back and forth between like, sometimes we do need to be the warrior. Sometimes we need to be the space holder. Sometimes we are that kind of like bridge between worlds. Um, And sometimes we're just meant to just be like sending light. And, um, I think it's important to know that all of those roles are needed. And, you know, there's some people out there that are just spreading the fear or, um, you know, opening people's eyes to like, what's going on. And it's like, okay, like that's, there's part of that that's needed. <laughs> um, Completely. but I like think almost this like battle between like, some people are like, oh, you know, if you're not, you know opening people's eyes, then you're a part of the problem. And if you're not sharing information on this one thing that's going on and you know the Illuminati and all of this and that like, you know, yeah. then you're a part of the problem. And then there's some and then they're saying, you know, light workers that are all love and light, that's a problem. And then there's light workers who are kind of saying, you know, those people are conspiracy theorists and that's creating too much darkness. Like
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, absolutely. And I think first of all, I think the contrast of all of that is so juicy because where's the magic right the magic is in the contrast
0: yeah the magic is in the contrast yeah. and like all the roles are needed and that we can kind of bounce back and forth between the different roles and the different archetypes and that's again like you were had like the analogy with like laying the bricks on yeah. the bricks. like just knowing that if a brick is thrown at you in any moment then you get to choose the role in that moment. Yeah. It's not like it's sticking to a specific label or this is the way that I choose to always show up every single day. It's like no, yeah. every brick there's a different a, a different energy brought to it or a different different like multi dimensional being of myself will come yeah. through um, to deal with it as it comes rather than being like okay this is how uh, you know it has to be all the time because again exactly. that's that three dimensional labeling.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I love I love that what you're saying because you know what I, what I'm being shown right now is and I, and I do you know those nesting dolls? Yes, you yes. know. And so when we when when as you're talking, they keep showing me this nesting doll. So it's like yes, we have all these aspects of ourselves, but we're still it's still like all the whole. So it's not like we're we we're not denying any other part of ourselves to be to show up in the way that we're inspired to show up in the world. Mm-hmm. I think. For me, and one of the things that I've been talking a lot about in my practice and in my communities is this idea of personal responsibility. And I think it really comes, it really talks to what you're just saying, because one of the things that we're each being invited to do right now is to come into into the alignment with what is truth for us
0: Mm -hmm.
1: without the need to convince anyone else of that truth, yeah. So if I believe in the Illuminati and, you know, the vaccine being dangerous and, 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 and mm-hmm. that I can walk around in my truth and not have to force anyone to believe the same thing yes. that I believe. Yeah. And the more we come into alignment with what our truth is and we live from that space because I'm going to, I'm going to say this as gently as I can, but when we have a need, I don't care if we're spiritual, non-spiritual conscious or unconscious, when we have a need to convince someone else to believe what we believe that's ego, yeah. that's super ego, but it's ego. But yeah. when we can walk through the world and say, I, I know what my truth is and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to look like anyone else's truth. Mm-hmm. And I can move about the planet from that space. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's where the healing is and that's where the evolution of this planet comes from. Yeah. Because there's no one that's telling us spiritually, at least not from the not from the universal consciousness perspective that we have to believe this or we have to push against that. Yeah. And there are times when as you said and I love that like sometimes we are inspired not from the place of ego, but from the place of soul knowing Mm -hmm. that we do speak up, that we do share our opinion. Mm -hmm. And again, it's for the purpose of speaking our truth out into the world, but not, not to convince other people to yes. believe it but to add to the conversation to add to the vibration so that those that are ready and willing and wanting and desiring to hear a different perspective it becomes available to them
0: yes and i feel like that's the biggest lesson in everything that's happening is to value other opinions and to see the beauty in other opinions without having to be right without having to prove yeah. someone wrong like yeah. I feel like, and that's kind of where I felt like I was getting stuck for a minute was because people were saying, well, you, you know, if you believe this, you should be telling people in this way. And I was like, but that doesn't feel right for me. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And that's where that truth comes in. It's like, you know, I will hear something on the news or I'll hear an opinion from somebody in my circle and I'll sit with it and I'll say, how does that feel against my truth sounding board? Yeah. Hmm that doesn't feel like truth to me at all. Yes. Not in my truth yes. or, wow, that's some, that there's, it jiggers something in me that says, Ooh, I need to explore this because some aspect of what I just heard or read or saw, it feels truthful to me in a way that I haven't looked at it before. Yeah. But again, it's not for the purpose of them, me turning around and saying, everyone has to believe what I believe Exactly. it's for the purpose of me coming back into that contact with the truth of who I am.
0: Yeah. And I feel like the word truth is like, so personal. Like it's like, there's no one universal truth. Like everyone's truth is going to be their own. Um, And that's where I think it's like kind of who screams the loudest and people like people who don't really have that sense of, healing yet, or have that sense of kind of like self-sovereignty or self-trust kind of get caught up in other people's truths because the other people are, their other people's egos are screaming at the loudest.
1: Exactly. And, you know, it's not a secret that as a society, global society, there's been a lot of conditioning over Mm -hmm. the years, over the, over the generations of, of giving our power away to people who are in authority and those in authority tended to have the loudest voice, yeah. the biggest presence. Yeah. And and that's why the greater consciousness is calling this personal responsibility because it's like make it, it, it the more we come internal and touch into our truths, The less that the spin and the voices and the, and the screaming of the external truths Mm -hmm. can, will impact us. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say, look, uh, uh, believe me, I I've had things over the last, you know, 12 months that really, truly impact me, impacted me from, you know, this external, you know, loud voices perspective. Yeah. And it took me, sometimes it took me days, if not longer to recalibrate back to, okay, what is my truth? Yes. And that's, this is a practice. And and honestly, I, you know, and for everybody who's listening, we are all beginners right now at this, yeah. Yeah. this there's no mastery right now, yeah. but, but it's more, it's more, can I accept the invitation that I do have an inner wisdom that knows mm-hmm. already what is for me mm-hmm. personally here, regardless, you know, it's funny. Um, Going back to my corporate, the, the the greater consciousness tends to bring in these vision visuals for me that go back to corporate, and um and they keep showing me this like Venn diagram, you know, the circles that overlap, yeah. yeah. And 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 the way that the consciousness is evolving, the way that we're evolving as a human consciousness is sort of like that Venn diagram. We each come into our personal truth, and then we move about the planet and other people you know, we we come in contact with their circle will overlap our circle somewhere, you know, and that's where the connection happens. Mm -hmm. It's no longer this need for everyone to be fully on the same page with everything. Mm -hmm. It's like people can have very different beliefs and very different things they're pushing against. um, And yet there's a commonality somewhere. Mm
0: -hmm. And when
1: we are all coming, or many of us are coming from that space, it really will allow the vibration of the entire collective to rise.
0: Mm-hmm. I wish that could just happen like tomorrow.
1: I yeah. hope I'm alive when the hell. But you know what? It's, but, yeah, but we're here, we're here, Perfect. all of us, whether we're in the yeah. space of, of being quote unquote healers or not. Yeah. That's why I said earlier, like every single one of us is here for the purpose of this of this conscious evolution, first and yeah. foremost, mm-hmm. um, and and the more that we, the more that we do our own internal um, assessment and evolution. That's the light and the dark. That's the shadow. That's the all of it. Right. It's the all of who we are. It's that dinner table, that dinner party I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier. The more our vibration shifts, and it shifts the vibration outward. Mm-hmm. Yes. So step one. Heal yourself. Yeah. Well, you know yourself. what? I'm going to use a different word than heal. Right. I'm I'm going to use the word come into connection yeah. with your, with yourself. Yes. Yeah. Because you know this isn't. We're not broken. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. Yeah. We, we came here to have all of this contrast. Yeah. So that we could evolve. So that we could not only evolve as individual souls, but to evolve as the collective consciousness mm-hmm. um, and so we need all this we need the the good the bad the ugly the you know the dirty the clean the joyful the sorrow the grief like all of it it all plays a role
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah beautiful we're just a big quilt everything needs to work together yeah oh so amazing okay you
1: have a little discount
0: for us
1: can you I, Yes, yeah, so I, I'm offering a discount code to your audience. It's a VIP special 10. And that uh, it's not very creative, but it works <laughs> um, because you are all VIPs. And um, it is for 10% off any uh, services that are on my website. So that includes intuitive channeled readings. It includes mediumship readings. It includes my courses. It includes my uh, membership community. It includes the crystal healing work that I do. Um, all of it. It's all, uh, all available for discount. Okay, we're all going on a shopping spree.
0: Shop, yes. <laughs> so fun. I will link you guys to the website, but it- what just tell us the website quickly. We'll ask you again. Yeah. If-
1: if it's it's amywhite.co, amywhite.co.
0: You like really lucked out on getting that one, hey? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to manic moments and manifesting, where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing that we manifested. And I can go first. So, Amy, I remember one of the things that we spoke about on my reading was I was like, do I need to stop drinking? <laughs> you were like no like you need to stop shaming yourself (laughs) you need to keep having fun (laughs) um well I had a shame relapse um I had like a Sunday fun day that was literally like the funnest day went golfing with my husband went for lunch went to the park and there were some beverages consumed um and but literally had like the most fun present like connected day you know spent time in nature spent time with my dog my husband everything ate delicious food woke up at four in the morning with a headache and was like oh my god i'm so busy tomorrow what's wrong with me why did i do this nah. it was like giving myself such a hard time um so the manifestation that came from this was so that i actually um i was like okay like i couldn't fall back to sleep so i was like, okay, I'm gonna do this meditation and i'm gonna like try and like tune in to like um some, some guidance and a very popular ascendant master happened to appear. We'll call him JC. And he laughed at me (laughs) and was like, this is not you. Like, this is not the truth. Um, And I like that, that was kind of the only guidance that came through. And so I actually started laughing like in my bed at four in the morning (laughs) and (laughs) like, what am I doing? Like, what is this like old pattern that's popping up? and um, so then rather than you know shaming myself because it wasn't the headache or the like you know it wasn't even a hangover but it was like the whatever exhaustion whatever that was keeping me awake it was the thoughts and of the and the shaming that were keeping me awake so once i kind yeah. of transitioned that into just lightness um and released that i had a delightful sleep, woke up, had a great day, signed three clients. And it was like, yeah, you can do, you can, you know, have a few drinks and have a good time. And yeah. well, I mean, I can, I don't know. Some people may not be able to do that, um, but without, you know, feeling shame and your day can go on the next day and you can have a great day. You don't need to like shame yourself
1: into it. So yeah so good reminder yeah that's so powerful and it is a practice right i think we keep coming back to it and keep coming back to it because a lot of those things like shame is such a deeply programmed um a belief that pattern that's in our system and a lot of times unfortunately even in our dna yes um, so it's, it, again, it's sort of like what we talked about with fear, you know, earlier, it's like, you don't have to make it go away. You just bring it into the fold and you're like, okay, I know you're here and you're going to pop your head up every yeah. once in a while, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but, but I also know how to work with you and, and, and be with you, yes. which just sounds like exactly what you did. Yes. Oh, so good. <gasps> Can we tell us about your last meltdown and manifestation? Yeah. Well, I actually started sharing it a little bit ago because I, that was a big one for me. I have had this love affair with my, this inner wild, you know, one inner wild divine feminine with uh, within me for so long. And a few years ago, I was in this really amazing, powerful relationship, uh, intimate partner relationship that ended in such an implosion that I basically t- told my wild woman, you you know, go away. I don't want you here. And so, as I've been feeling the invitation to come back into connection with her, and I, I, I was drawn to this women's wisdom embodiment program. I, I thought, okay, this is a great way to start to reconnect with her. And then that shaming came yeah. in because the, um, because I was cut off in the middle of that vulnerable share. And it wasn't for me shame as much as it was this feeling of not being seen. Mm. Um, and, and such an old, old pattern for me of not being seen of not being heard of, you know, and, and my meltdown was again, going to that place of I'm just going to shut this down and it's done shutting it down, shutting it down. And I remember being in this pro, and it was on zoom and I was in this program and, and I turned my video off right after it happened and then, you know, I can hear my guidance saying, stay with this, yeah. stay with it, baby, stay with it. Yeah. And so I did this whole like fighting, fighting, fighting it inside myself. And I, and I stayed with it though, I didn't really participate for the rest of, the, rest of that session. Um, but what it really, what, what came of that was two things. The first was that I manifested this, um, this series of books and information that started to show up out of the blue for me around this idea of connecting into this, this part of me, this aspect Mm -hmm. of me. And also that it gave me the opportunity to take this vulnerable little girl who felt like she's never seen or heard, you know, and really love on her. Mm -hmm. And by both of those things shifted something in me so powerfully that it's almost like that belief is no longer there. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, it's almost crazy in a way, cause this is one of my, it's been one of my lifelong, you know, evolutionary tracks to, mm. to feel like I can, it's both safe to be seen, uh, which is funny to say, you know, for somebody who's out here very publicly doing the work that I do, but that it's safe to be seen and that I can see me. And that's in, is as important, more important than whether or not the people who are around me can see me. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, full circle moment. They told you to
1: love yourself. Yep, yeah, and it's it. yep, and I get closer and closer every day. <laughs> I think it'll probably be at the time of transition to the non-physical yeah. when it'll all fully come together. But what a journey! What an amazing opportunity to to. Get to the point where I think, well, dang, I love myself so. Like, I am so connected with this part of me, and then something to happen where I'm like, oh, there's more.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> you gotta love that too.
1: Gotta love that too. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh! Well, this has been so magical. I just yes. love talking to you. I want to thank you so so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Can you tell everyone where they can find you?
1: Absolutely. The easiest place to find me is on my website at amywhite.co. Um, and on there, all of my social channels are uh, linked, as well as all of the courses, upcoming events, services, and offerings. Um, it's all there and easy, black and white and red. <laughs>
0: We will link you guys to everything in the show notes and make sure to check it out. Amy, thank you again so much. Thank you. All of you beautiful souls listening at home, really take time to integrate this information. Make sure you check out Amy and all the fabulous things that she's doing and have the best day. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.